so I just talked to my sister and she said that I'm not allowed to get emotional. Okay. So I should be like, we go. Which sister? Dara. Yep. In uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And you can see my bra lines here, which is okay. Right. There we go. Um, so I'm not going to look at him. At who? Sean? Just ignore me. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk. So basically, this camera is if you want to say anything directly to it, and that one's going to get both of us. Okay. And that one just gets That's me. a good shirt right there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hi, homie. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no real format. We're just going to talk some shit. We can talk about whatever. You said you had topics. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I got some topics. He was like, well, did you ask him what the topics were? I'm like, no. That what? would be cheating. Yeah, I don't really do that. Episode 22, believe it or not. We Ooh. made it 22 episodes. Sick. And we have a one-of-a-kind guest, Hannah Dean Wood, out here. But you say that about everyone. Oh, no, I mean, I do, but that's because they're all one-of-a-kind guests. There it is, fair yeah, enough. You know, I, I, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Um, yeah, so you're the first woman on the show, so congratulations. Yay, let's yep. go. Yep, um, couldn't have thought of a better... First queen to bring on the scene, so thank, thank you for being here. Thank you for yes. having me. What a what a joy. I yes, we have that. a storied past, you and I. Oh, we do. Yeah, <laughs> many years. <laughs> many right? years, many many many. It was the flip side, B side days. Yeah, that's when I most remember you from. Yep, walking in the shop, and uh, yeah, I'd be like, "I'm on the team." You're like. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> let me tell you what you were like from my perspective, okay? You were larger than life in a little body. You were an old man, but a young kid. You would come in with a huge mouth so everyone could hear you. This itty-bitty head with an oversized hat always cocked to the side. Oh, yeah. That's um, my jam. Big clothes, because that was the style, and you knew everything that was going on everywhere. Yeah, I had to. That was Trav. Yep. That was, Travis is here. Yep, Travis is well, here. Well, the B-side was a special time, too, because you'd pop in, and, you know, just everyone who was in there, and, like, it was, you know, obviously before talent, that was, like, the home. That was the home base, where you'd pop in and check stuff out, and so... I guess we can go back a little bit. How did you get into the whole, like, skate industry and all yeah. that stuff? Um... That's a great question. I guess I have one person to thank for that, and that's probably Jay Rabine. I mean, he was my real first real boyfriend um, when I was in high school. I didn't even know that. That's oh, crazy. really? No. Do you know Jay? I know Jay, but I didn't know you guys dated. Oh, for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it was actually before, he was two years younger than me, so... He was going into freshman year, I was going into junior year, mm -hmm. and we met, and he was just awesome, super creative, super funny, mm -hmm. just a wild kid with a great posse of friends that soon became my friends. Yeah, and this um, is where, at Colchester? This is Col oh. Colchester, but okay. <laughs> all right, um, Colchester High School, and uh, 
we would just roam the neighborhoods. I spent a lot of time on Church Road in Colchester behind the church. There was some ledges, uh, some uh, curbs back there that were really good. It was all flat ground. It had been freshly paved. I'm yeah. going back to 19, I guess it was 88. Oh, um, and that became my crew. I was at a party recently, and this kid, Jeremy, from that group came up to me, and he's like, I have to tell you my first Hannah memory. And I was like, all right, let's hear it. My daughter, Ada, was there, which was great. I drove a brown Pontiac T1000 with orange pinstriping. The car was so sick. Oh, I that's so it. cool, Chester. Right, dude. <laughs> um, and he said, you know, he always wanted, he was even younger. He always wanted to come drive around with us to all the skate spots. And his parents were like, you are not getting in the car with some older girl yeah. who thinks she's going to cart you around at 16, 17 years old. He said, the next thing I knew, you showed up at my house. You knocked on the door and you said, hi, I'm Hannah Schwartz. Um, you know, I'm a good driver and we just go and hit skate shops, uh, skate parks and different uh, parking alleys <laughs> and places to go where we could skate outside. You know, it's totally cool if, if Jeremy comes with us. And they were like, we like her. Yeah, she seems legit. She seems legit. And from yeah. then on, he was allowed to jump in the Pontiac T-1000 and go hit skate spots. That's hilarious. So who else was in the squad around, those, around that time? Yeah, um, Dave Powers, mm -hmm. rest in peace. Yeah. Dave um, that makes me want to cry. Um, the Nardellis, yep. uh, Nick and John Nardelli, and John, yeah. um, Josh Goldstein. Okay. He was another um, one of the Colchester guys. There was another kid named Chris Patterson. He yeah, ended yeah. up being DJ Patty. Yeah, or Patty, yeah. Yeah. He, he ended up uh, DJ. I actually haven't seen him, in, and his name just came back to me, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I know he worked at a Country Cart for years. Yes, he did. Yeah. That's the same one, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that was like the crew. And, of course, we'd go into Burlington and get to see Carrie Stanton, who was just, wow. He yeah. was, uh, rest <laughs> in peace, too. Oh, damn. He was always, um, he was Burlington's finest. Yeah. All the ladies loved Carrie Stanton, and he was just so incredible back in the day. Um, and then there was the Maddie L's and that whole posse. Maddie L's, shout out. Maddie L is still holding it down. <laughs> yes. I'll see him down at A-Dog and stuff, and it's like, oh my goodness, what a G. And you know, he he does his own skateboard company called Lock Skates. Yeah. Um, we sell him at, the, at Talent. Oh, sweet. Um, he hand draws every one of his boards. That's so awesome. it's really cool. It's, it's his company, but he takes time to put his own art. Skate and Create That's really dope. comes to life yeah, with Maddie L. Maddie and uh, his brother Benny, too. And Benny, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah those, were, those were the days. So, at, so the day. at, uh, at this point, are you, like, the only girl in the skate scene? Like, was there any other homegirls? Oh, back then? Um, not really. Not really. So you're just riding around like a boss. You're like, I got all these dudes. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just, I mean, it was, it was Jay. I was 100% yeah. Jay. He was just... My best friend and my co-pilot and yeah. you know a lot of times I would end up taking the it was just all camera that you'd have to go get developed the yeah. film developed and then wait for it to come and you'd be so excited and then it would look like crap oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that was about it though that was my crew I held the first ever skateboard competition at Colchester High School in 88 oh damn Outside um, where the smoking area was. There used to be a smoking there area was, at the high school. There was. There was. Crazy. Yes, sir. Um, 
but they were all my friends. It was it was rad, yeah. and it went off great. The school backed me on it. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if they've had another one. Since yeah, probably then. not. Probably not. <laughs> but it I was, think they've since gotten rid of the smoking area. The smoking area is yeah. gone. I come in that way now when you know my daughter's playing volleyball or basketball there, okay. and it's always like used to be the smoking area yeah that's that's hilarious it is hilarious so yeah so at what point did you start working like in the skate industry Mm -hmm. like where did that how did that all come into play well jay was uh where he was kind of skating for the b-side now this is a long time ago when we were located on where the op is next door to the op on winooski avenue oh damn um we had a small storefront there the owner of the B-side at that time was Chris Ryan. Okay. Him and his girlfriend, Christine, owned okay. the B-side. I mean, he really owned the B-side, and she was kind of, I think she was the financial backer, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, Jay was working, or riding for them, so I spent a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. At the time, that owner was a professional freestyle frisbee artist oh weird um and he actually appeared in a jeep commercial you know doing the the freestyle frisbee and i don't know if you remember this in your young age but the b-side even on um, (laughs) cherry street had frisbees all the columns were covered in different colored frisbees we always sold frisbees that was really what made the shop on winooski avenue super colorful the graphics i mean this is my memory the graphics of the different skateboards, of course, and then the frisbee colors. We always sold frisbees. Yeah, it and was now fun. wasn't there another B-side location between those two down on Main Street or something? That was us. We moved okay. from Winooski Avenue to 60 Main Street, which was right next door to um, like Ski Rack or something. No, right? uh, across the street from the Ski Rack, North Star Cyclery. That's right. I think they've recently changed their name, and shame on me for not knowing. But yeah. we were right next door for them, and I was working there. I mean, I worked there through high school. Yep. Not full-time, but I was always part-time if there was ever any events and going on. And was this on. Christine, the, the Christine that eventually became Robin Christine? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes. So when we moved from 60 Main Street to 145 Cherry Street, Rob joined Christine. Her um, ex-boyfriend, Chris Ryan, he, he took off and moved away. Mm-hmm. She married Rob. And we moved everything to 145 Cherry. It was an unbelievably incredible shop. Yeah, way bigger. Way bigger, downtown, more inclusive than where we were before. Just so much space to decorate and have fun with. Yeah, well, it was dope because you'd get off the bus and you were, like, basically right there. You were right there, yes. Um, At that time, though, when we were still on 60 Main, I was working... Um, for the state of Vermont. So I was the uh, sales and marketing manager for the Vermont Department of Tourism. Oh, wow. Um, which was a phenomenal job. I had an office in Montpelier. I had an office um, downtown. So I, I worked between both. And huh. then anytime there was an event at the B-side, anytime there was anything going on, I was there. How'd you get into that? Um, actually, I, when I graduated from the University of Vermont, 
I was hired as the um, marketing manager for Vermont Teddy Bear. Oh, wow. And my job there was hiring and training the tour guides. And at the time, it was it was a showtime. Like, we were in costumes. I had a script. Oh, wow. um, it was the greatest tour ever. Because Vermont so Teddy fun. Bear was, like, kind of the first big Vermont thing, right? That yeah, like we were, like, in up. the top three yeah. most visited um, attractions in Vermont back yeah. when I was working and there. those things aren't cheap. They're not. <laughs> they're not. Actually, they do make some in... in other places now that, uh, okay. other than just Vermont okay. they had to diversify yeah. but that was before that was done after I had left I remember going to get someone a Vermont teddy bear and it was for like someone whose kid I didn't even really know and I'm like 80 bucks <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like I'm not buying an 80 dollar mm-hmm. stuffed bear right well you can ask me I have about 700 of them so <laughs> yeah. let me know next oh, time you need one good. Um, that place was awesome and I loved it I went to all the chamber of commerce you know, everything that was going on in the state, I was um, a part of because I was in charge of tours, getting yeah. all those what we called fam tours, all the seniors coming and since in. since you're so shy. And since I'm so shy, <laughs> it was the perfect job for yeah. me. And so from that, the job posted to be working for the state Department of Tourism. And I was like, this is perfect for me. Hell so yeah. I applied. I got that job. But then I was traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. I was never home. And I was... Lonely. Yeah. I was freaking lonely. I bet. I was in Texas all the time. Was, Switzerland was my market. Canada was my market. So I was everywhere but home. And then Christine came to me and she said, any chance we could hire you to be general manager of the B-side? And I was like... What year was this? This was 93, 94. Okay. And I was like, I'll be so bored. She's like, no, you won't. And I was like, I think I'm going to be bored if I take that job. She said, you can have events. You'll be in charge of the ordering. You'll be in charge of the staff. You'll be in charge of... Plus all the squad. will be there all the right. time. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's do it. So I left the state, and then we moved to 145 Cherry Street. And then she gave me permission to do a girls' line. So we had all these... Yeah, because it, it was like a, it was like kind of half snowboarding, half skateboarding. Yep. Yeah. I mean, snowboarding being the financial, yeah, yeah. which kept us in business for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, it's not like you make anything off of skateboards. No, you don't. It <laughs> yeah. sucks. But the shoe wall was really good there. Mm-hmm. Um, and inline skating was actually really big. I started a <laughs> an in, uh, inline. Um, night posse girls only where we would all meet at B-side and then go out Just at go night. go the streets. Yeah. Get whistled at. On our, in, <laughs> in our inline skates. It was yeah. hot. Um, so that was fun. At night there, I would have my tap dancing um, class come in after we closed because the floors, I don't know if you remember, they were this beautiful wood floor, so I'd they push were, all the racks. They were for a while, and then didn't that change at some point? I feel like it got carpeted at one point, maybe not. Over on that on the section that was the female section did get carpet, but the okay. main floor right when you walked in on the skate side was beautiful wood. Yeah. And so what, uh, at what point, you know, so obviously you had A-Dog working there and Lugo and A-Dog wasn't working there when I first met him. He was working at TJ Maxx. Oh, okay. And riding his bike from downtown out to TJ Maxx and then back. And, um, then I hired him. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and Seth Neary, and there was this, it was just a squad. I remember being a kid, like, you'd go in there, and it was just, like, the who's who. Ravine. Yeah, Ravine. Yep. 
Yeah, so many people through the years. Karen Craig. Yeah, Karen. That's she was right. there. She was an incredible um, employee friend yep. who I'm still in touch with. Oh, cool. Um, shout out, Karen. Shout out, Karen. Yeah. Um, uh, Packy. Yes, Packy McGov. <laughs> shout out, Packy. McGov. I know there's still the brick on Church Street. It's like Packy, go skate or something yep. like that. Yeah, because I know him and his mom were huge. Like they were, you huge. know, with all the all the rallying because you know a lot of kids don't know but like we didn't have skate parks and like it took 10 years of, of fighting yeah. i actually have every newspaper article yep. i have everything and they didn't get burned up in my house fire so oh, i'm wow. really lucky at some point i need to grab those out and yeah put them in a put them spot. in yeah or frame them and just hang them at talent into a museum of the story i mean packy yeah. was really at a young age he was a voice yeah totally. hi me you say hi me what's on the schedule for today hi that's what he called me, Heine. Um, backer, I don't know there, bud. Um, those review side days were so much fun. Yeah, it then, was a killer yeah. group. Then the ramp came in. It was just I'm try, I always try to think about what year that was that it came in. I want to say it was like '98 or '9, probably right, or was it later? Later. Yeah. Um, it was. It was only there for like a year or two, right? Oh, did they shut it down after I left? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. So I opened Talent in, Talent in 01, so I would say it was 2000, 2001 that oh, okay. that ramp went in. It was an empty It was like room, a storage room. Storage unit, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> how can I get these kids off the street in the middle of the winter? I, I mean... Let me be honest, where I was living was right near Sean Stem, yeah. and he was there. Yeah, yeah. He was there every single day, and at the end of the day, I would ride my BMX bike, and he would be on his skateboard, I'd bring him home, and then I'd go to my house, my apartment. Yeah. It was like literally a block and a half from where he was, his family lived. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he that, was, that ramp changed the game, though. It really did. It changed the game. Yeah. You know, some people are like, mm, it was too hard, it was too this, it was... Shut up. Yeah, but I mean, people, You're so spoiled. people would have got bored with it if it was too easy. You right. Know? Like, and it's crazy to think, like, for people to learn, like, learn to skate tranny on, like, a six-foot ramp that was, like, steep and all that. Like, yeah. It was, it was the first place I dropped in, B-side ramp. Thank it, you, Seth Neary. Yeah. Shout out, Neary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, that ramp was built for the Sean Sims, for yeah. that kid that wouldn't get to the mountain. And let's be honest, if you knew Sean, he was always freaking cold. Yeah, yeah, and in the yeah. winter, he would come in and blow dry his hands for about two hours before he could even skate because they yeah. didn't have circulation. Yeah, Trav, I got bad circulation. <laughs> he got bad. Yo, Trav, he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was perfect because it gave him... A place to hang out. And it wasn't just him. I mean, there was a bunch yeah. of those kids that needed that ramp. Totally. Um, and, you know, there was others who had their own ramps at home and their own places to skate. But it really fit the need that it was built for. Totally. Which made up where I think my role in Vermont's skateboard industry really took flight. Yeah, yeah. Because you started to see, like, how much people were flourishing and just how much how needed it was right exactly it was a spot where um instead of these kids sinking into a a hole during the cold winter months when the streets were messy Mm -hmm. they had somewhere that they could hang out and play some music and skate and find each other and it it really developed a nice posse there and that's when it started 
Burlington really needs a skate park. Burlington needs an indoor skate park. Burlington needs an indoor indoor skate park. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet Woodsy because he yep. was, you know, he, we had him on. He talked about uh, just coming up because he came up to what, build the Burton ramp, I think, mm-hmm. was the first time. And then now you met him that time when he was up here doing that. I had a Tuesday night dinner club. Okay. Every Tuesday night, I held dinner at one of the different restaurants downtown, and we'd all meet for dinner at that location and then go to RJ's for a little dance hall. That was my favorite yep. Tuesday that night, was when, favorite like, night of Demas the week. Demas and Rhett would be doing Yes, it. and sometimes Nicest would Niceness, step in. Yeah. Yep. That was the best Tuesday night, dance hall night, yeah. best night of the week. Um, and he was at one of those dinners, and we just started talking. And then he went back to Massachusetts. And I stayed at the B-side. He was managing the eastern border mm-hmm. in Worcester. Yep. And I was Burlington B-side. And we had... A, it was interesting because he had the bottom feeders, so to speak, yeah. in Worcester. And I had those Canadian big dollars coming in. And they didn't care about what it cost. They wanted whatever was the most elite, the most expensive. The new Powers. We right. don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. What is it? Yeah. So it was funny just discussing those two different backgrounds. I did watch over my years at B-Side the Burlington landscape change. What do I mean? I mean that it went from all these little mom-pop type stores to the finish line opened up in the mall. This humongous shoe shop that really put me in jeopardy it put there was a bunch of other shops on the church street marketplace at that time mm-hmm. also local like the b-side that just got slammed yeah. with all these big and they needed it to keep the the burlington area alive so to speak that big dollar right yeah. <laughs> i guess that big dollar coming in um it changed the whole vibe of burlington yeah as those things and i and all of a sudden what was keeping me in business was Everywhere. Yeah. All of a sudden, I had all these competitors. You know, I had Gravis shoes, but so did this shop, this shop, this shop, this shop, and this shop. Which and is kind of like, whack, even on their behalf, you know? Right. It's like, you got, you got to give some exclusivity to, like, the people who have been there for you right. through the years. So it hurt. It definitely hurt. And things were, you know, I could see them starting to tick down. Yeah. You know, I didn't open talent as a, as, um, a vengeance, so to say. I just saw a need for an indoor park, and the retail was not supposed to be... The retail was to keep us going, but it was the park that was going to be the, the mainstay, yeah. and there was plenty of room and then you for re- both shops. And then you realize that, like, you know, obviously you can't charge skaters that much to skate because skaters just don't have that much money. Right. And so you're like, you know, kind of the way to offset it, yeah. And, I mean, the shop was huge, you know, the shop was... Not as big as the park, but pretty damn close, right? All uh, things considered. The shop, including the bathroom. And offices. And, and offices, shoes, and that we had that one like camper room yeah, where we yeah. showed movies and stuff. Yeah. That was all about 3,000 square feet. And the rest was like six or something? Nine. Or nine, okay. I think we were 12,000 square feet. Oh, damn. Total. Yeah. That was fun. I mean, you were going to bounce around here, but I remember... Uh, helping you run the camps for a few years there. It was some good times. I'd show up with my smoothie all nice and early, and you'd be like, how hungover are you today? I'm like, not at all. <laughs> good, good to go. No, I'd go run the building until you puke it out or sweat it out. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, there was quite a few of you that ended up having to run the building. I think, um, oh, shoot, what's his name with the beard? Um, 
His mom owns the motel. Um, oh, uh, Cavalier? Or wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andre or John or something? John. Wait, which motel are we talking wait, about here? Wait, now I, maybe I'm... Hold on, it's gone. It'll come back to me. That's that's my brain <laughs> yeah. for you. Anyway, so Anyways. yeah, we uh, you know, the camps obviously became a huge part of talent because you know you needed, especially like summer and all, like you needed that consistent money and also just to get new kids in there and new kids going. You know, I mean, people get older, you start yeah. skating less. You know, and with a mission of opening was to keep people skating year round. Mm-hmm. I did my first year open at Talent. Well, we opened in '01. December 02, I ran my first collab with Burlington Parks and Rec yep. at what was the Burlington Waterfront Skate Park. Yeah, which I forever miss. Oh my goodness. That was, that was, my, that was my straight stomping grounds. Like, you weren't go- like, if you were there, you saw me there. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I fucking lived at that place. I think that's why my one sister knows you really well. She was like the skate park monitor for one year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raver always comes up in conversation. Shout out. Yeah, I actually, I actually worked with Raver at a fluid gig a couple summers yeah. ago. We went down and did a wedding together and get all tucked up. And, you know, oh, so. you guys. I would have been so proud to see you yeah, like that. Yeah, it was that. pretty hilarious. But um, all those poor skate park attendants, you know, because at like 6 or whenever it was supposed to close, they had had to try to lock the gates, and we'd be like, yeah, sure, and they just catch me if you can, you know. just And um, all the McDonald's cups, because oh, yeah. that was back when McDonald's was right there uh, off of Church Street. Yeah, yeah, we And Raver houses. especially would come with his large McDonald's cup yeah, with yeah. a straw, and my sister was <laughs> skate park manager. Yeah. Like, oh my God, oh, how we am I going to deal with so this? Much hell. Yeah, but she actually. She embraced it. She loved that yeah, job. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, a safe place for the most part. It's not like, you know, some inner city shit. Like, you know, it right. was fun. I mean, might get a little, we were a little mouthy or whatever, but it's not, you know, all in all, it was all good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. You know, I think that was 2002, that camp. I think I had, like, 45 to 50 kids, and um, and it's continued that way right through yeah. up until even last year, um, 40, 45 That's kids. Awesome. Salute. Um, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very proud of that. But And those kids are, like, they're the most excited ones. They you know? are. <laughs> that <laughs> camp, that was a 9 to noon camp, three hours in the morning. Yeah. But that's when I really grew up. Because oh, when I was doing it, it was the all-day thing. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was doing it, it was, they got there at, like, 8, Shit, eight in the morning, and they didn't leave until 4 or something. That was all Oh, at day. Talent, yeah. yes, but not no. at the waterfront. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, at, the, at, the, at Talent, oh, it yeah. was an all-day. I was, was going to say, that wasn't yeah. three hours No, 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 no. <laughs> there 40 hours a week that's right at least at least at least um but at the waterfront that first year you know i had a little girl in skate camp tell me that her father was abusing her oh shit and i was 29 with this little girl going what did i just get myself oh god and i reported it of course Um, but she, I don't remember her name. I can see her little face. She really helped me grow a lot in that interaction with her because it did prepare me, not for everything that came yeah, yeah. as the years went by, but it was definitely a, all right, yeah, here we go. Yeah, you started to realize the shit's real. The shit's real. Yeah. Yep. And they're going to tell you things. Mm-hmm. And so every time I hire or train or meet a scoach, yeah. a skate coach, I'm always very upfront with they're going to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what they're going to tell you, but they're going to fall in love with you and you're going to be their first coach and they will remember your name. I promise. It's funny you say that because we're... When LJ was back, I've talked about this before, but he talks about how I made him wear uh, pads, even though his mom signed off that he didn't have to, and he hated me for so long. <laughs> you know what? He wouldn't be as good as he was yeah. today. He, he said I would always point to my elbow and be like, you don't want to end up like this. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hilarious. That is hilarious. But uh, they do. They'll talk. They talked. Yeah. So I don't know how much you want to get into it, but I know you know you had the head injury when you were building talent. Um which basically you fell off a ladder, right? When you were actually building it? Yeah, you know, um, we had looked for a place for a long time to build it and open it. Young, ambitious. I always will define myself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go into all my other businesses, but skateboarding, um, talent was going to be. And we had the parents back behind us saying, you know, if you fail, you're going to be moving to Texas. My parents were moved from Colchester. We're living in Texas at the time. Because I signed away everything. Yeah. If I failed, I was losing everything. Didn't matter because I wasn't. Failure was yeah, not yeah. going not to be. Yeah. No, it was not in my um, name. There was no failure. Um, David was hired to build a cement park in Peabody, Mass. Peabody bud. Peabody bud. Yeah, I this got was, family in Peabody. You do? Yeah. <laughs> that park is still there, I believe. Oh, um, he signed on to do that before we got the keys to our place. And um, I found that location in 2069. I called the landlord and I said, we want to see it. And he came and he met us. It had been Breakers Billiards. It was a pool hall. Yeah, I used to go there. You did? Yeah. Yes, you'd walk out on the stage. Yeah, and then you have to go around the little thing. It was all like kind of dropped down almost. Yes. Yeah. And they had shark tanks at the end. Yeah. There yeah, was a private room. Do you know about the private room? I'm not sure if I made I it hope into you the don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, we don't want to hear about it. This no, is a family show. I think I was a little too young for that. There was one room in the back that had a hot tub, um, a shower, and one pool How table. How do you know about the private I had to clean it out. <laughs> okay. I had to clean that. All right. All right. Yeah, I actually never went to Breakers when it was open. Oh, yeah. um, but he failed because he spent money on wallpaper, wainscoting, the private room, the shark tank. Yeah. Um, he did not allow smoking, cigarette smoking. Yeah. And across the street opened the poor house with one pool table. Oh, okay. They allowed smoking. Yeah. At a time when smoking was allowed inside. Yeah. Oh, and everybody so gross was there. I think that I used to be able to just rip butts. Like, I remember going into Nectar's when I was like a kid back in the day, and they'd have the smoking section and the non smoking section. I'm like, wait, what the fuck's the point? We're all under the same roof here. Like, <laughs> well, the non smoking was one table, and the smoking the next was one. 15. Yeah, right? it's like, what? This makes no sense. Yeah, you like go up to get your food, and it just be like people ripping butts. You're like <laughs> grabbing a gravy fry, and you're like, "Do I smoke it or do I eat it?" No, yeah. it was it was those were the weird days. I mean, like I said, my high school had a smoking area. Yeah. Yeah. So did UVM yeah. when I was there. One of the dining halls was had cigarette had ashtrays on the tables. Yeah, crazy. Um, anyways, we talked to the landlord, and at the time, higher ground was moving from Winooski. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at two locations, the one we were in and the move, the old movie theater where they yep. ended up. And he told me that until Higher Ground decided where they were going, we couldn't talk numbers. Yeah. Um, and then Higher Ground chose the movie theater lo- location, which I knew they would because it was closer to the interstate. Yeah. Closer to the colleges. And uh, I was already kind of like sectioned off in certain ways. Yeah. 
Um, so I was stoked when that happened. We actually have Kevin Stater coming on, um, I think, next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny you bring up higher ground, yeah. Well, I bring them up for a number <laughs> of reasons, but one, they took that location, which opened us up to that um, 2069, um, and as soon as they took that other location, he was like, all right, let's, you know, let's talk. Yeah. Um, and then we signed there. David's signed to go to Peabody before that. So he left. I had the keys. I was there with um, Kyle. We called him Sasquatch. Kyle Tremblay. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah, him yeah, or yeah. not. He was there with me. I was um, peeling down that wallpaper that I could only reach from the very tippity top of the six foot ladder that said, do not stand beyond yeah. this point. But if I stood on the very flat top of it, I could iron it with my snowboard um, wax iron, and I could scrape it with this hand, and I could get that off. And I was going to get it all done, because I wanted to open before Christmas. It was October 16th. I did it all day. No problem. October 17th, I got up that morning. I went to the Essex Rental, and I rented one of those machines yeah. that takes carpet up because mm-hmm. it had been carpeted and we had to get the glue off because I wanted that nice fresh cement floor. I did um, that for a little while in the morning. I remember the day as if it were yesterday. Kyle was in the back room taking out the kitchen. There was a full kitchen mm-hmm. there. I was up on top of that ladder and just fell. I fell. Yeah. And then I was gone. You just woke up in the hospital? Or I what? woke up. Well, Kyle heard me scream. And he ran up, and he said blood was gushing out my left ear. He didn't know where we were because he was from Battleboro. He ran up front to the tanning salon and grabbed Randy Holmes, um, Body LeBron's shout-out, my lifesaver, Randy, because he came back and grabbed me, called 911. They had me within nine minutes. That's pretty good. Um, Medically induced me into a coma because my brain was swelling so bad. I was at UVM Medical Center. Um, I woke up in the hospital... Thinking I was there, believing I was there because I was a nurse. Oh, and yeah. I was there because my the person I was sharing a room with was um, an old friend named Pat Bridges. Mm. He was the one who taught me how to snowboard. And, and he just happened to be in the next room? He was, was... We were sharing a room, but I was his oh. nurse. That's why I was oh, there. No, oh, this was like you're in your delusional state or but whatever? But this was complete. I mean, this was so... Real. Oh, yeah. And I can still see him. And the, the, it was the person in that bed had these little chiclet teeth in the front. And Pat had these little chiclet teeth and, you know, short hair. And I was like, taking care of Pat. I thought that's why I was there. And I would wheel over with all my machine and I would just watch him every day. And the doctors would come in and they would close the curtain between us and I'd rip it open. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're like, keep me, let me see my patient. They told my mother, and it's in her journal, that they'd never had a patient take care of their patient like I did for Pat. I would kiss their head every night. But it was just an archetype of Pat? It wasn't actually Pat? They moved me from UVM Medical Center to Fanny Allen, and I went, I'm going to say it, I went fucking psychotic. They were taking me away from my patient, and I didn't know who the hell was going to take care of them. And nobody, nobody knew what the hell I was talking about, except for me. Yeah. Because my voice... Yeah, it was, like, super coarse. That's Do you like remember right it? Off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right off the bat, you could, like, barely even almost hear you. It was, like, very, very light. Yeah. Yeah. And I got in that ambulance, kicking, screaming, and they brought me to Fanny Allen. Oh, crazy. And I kept saying, Bridges, Pat 
bridges. Oh, shit. And David made the connection between the woman that I shared a room with, who I just had a lobotomy, and Pat Bridges, how they looked enough alike where he figured out that I thought I was taking care of him. So he called Pat, and I talked to Pat from Fanny Allen. And he was, Hannah, I'm in California. I'm like, no, you're not. I was taking care of you. Hannah, I wasn't up there. And I remember being like, you're lying. Like, I just left you. I'm sorry. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I was the worst patient top three ever at Fanny Allen, according to my doctor. Tried to escape. All the time, they put an ankle brace on my ankle. Yeah, if like I left the, the hallway, for babies. the alarm went off. Yeah. I got down once, and I thought I was fucking out. And the <laughs> elevator stopped, went back up, beep, beep, and there beep. they were. Yeah. They zipped me in my bed at night. That's crazy. So That's how long crazy. were you actually in the hospital for? Uh, a little over a month. Yeah. Um, I got out October 23rd. Uh, excuse me, November 23rd. Okay. And... Um, Went right back to work the next yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, you guys still got talent open right before Christmas, right? Yeah. It was, uh... Up to, uh excuse me, December 23rd or 2nd. Second. Yeah. Which is great, because I'm the 22nd guess, and it was the 22nd right. of December. There yep. you go. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely there for the first day. That energy in there was just infectious. It was like... Holy shit, this is actually happening. It was the best day. We finished painting at like 2 in the morning, that beautiful blue, baby blue, school yeah. uh, swimming pool blue. Which, which became known as talent blue. Which covered everybody's wheels that yeah. they were yeah. skating that day, and the dust you could barely see. It was magical. Yeah, it was super slippery at first, I remember that. Yeah, because the floor, that cement floor, just all the dust came up. Yeah. But it was so good. It was the greatest. We did it. Yeah, we made it. Well, hey, cheers! Cheers to that. You know, uh, and just through the years and keeping it going, and you know, obviously, there's even more to get into about it. But yeah, Um, so yeah, we talked to Dave a little bit about at a certain point you had to kind of pivot, and um, when you did like the rebuild and all that, and lifted up the ceiling, and it was like, I don't know, what were some of the challenges? Like, obviously, it's a pretty loaded question, but like in terms of having. You know, running a business, and at the same time, you're, like, starting a family, and just, you know, you guys were there fucking 14 hours a day, or whatever. Seven days yeah, a week. Yeah, seven days a week, so, like, you know, what are kind of the, if you could go back and do it all over again, is there anything you would change, or any advice? I don't know. It's hard to now, as a 50-year-old woman, think about telling 28-year-old Hannah, who was get the F out of my way because I'm making this happen. I I wanted it so bad for my community. Mm -hmm. Um, Would I do anything different? I think I would have just not stood on the top of that ladder, I suppose. But I think um, I love the way we did everything. Mm -hmm. I loved how it was such a family environment. You know, I did my training at Walt Disney World. That's where I had my internship for college. And they taught you about where not to spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't add in that I'm Jewish because that might upset, <laughs> upset some people. <laughs> but there's a little bit too. You want to get all Kanye. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but that definitely played a role in, in how things were done. I was super conscious about, you know, not painting anything behind scenes and making sure that everything we did... Had purpose. Had purpose and was going to be accepted in a way that wasn't going to piss people off. Did we still piss people off? 
Well, of course. Always. I mean, you can never satisfy everybody. That was hard lesson. Yeah. You just said it. That was wicked hard for me. Yeah. Because I wanted everyone to like me as much as I loved it's everyone overrated. else. It's overrated. It is. <laughs> Fuck it. No, I still it's feel overrated. that way. I need a little Jordan Maxim. Shout out, Jordan. Yeah. He is the best at not giving two Fs, and he just plows on with his mission. I, I mm-hmm. admire him so much for that. Yeah, because it's like there's... You could literally, people would hate on you for one thing, but then if you were doing the opposite, they would be hating on you for not doing that. It's like, you know, there's just there's haters out there. And there's people that it's within themselves, you know, when they are, have discontentment, then they project it on other people, you know? Because it's like, it's so much easier to just be like, well, fuck this guy. Right. Than it is to like look within self Thank and you. figure out, you know, what, what the hell your actual issue is. Because most people don't get upset by things that they don't do themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you just see someone, like if I see someone who sucks at rapping, I don't give a shit because I know I'm dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that doesn't upset me. Like, right. Um, I think, uh, yeah, and on that, you know, we got a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. Wow, for bringing in inline skates. Yeah. I spent years sending people to rollerwarehouse.com, rollerwarehouse.com, rollerware. Meanwhile, our bank account is sinking to nothing. Yeah, I'm and like, I mean, they're going to show up there anyway. And it's like, you kind of have to understand that when you're running a business, you know, you can have what's ideal, but then you also have to have what's practical. And it's like that Venn diagram, you know, of right. like finding that happy middle space there. I forget what the center is called, maybe the center, but yeah. Yeah, um, and the the truth is, you have a little buddy on inline skates. When they fall, the skates don't fly off and bite yeah, them in the yeah, ankle. Yeah, yeah. All right, so chill yourself they, out. Also, they don't go nearly as fast. No. and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and we then we ended up allowing scooters, which was something I swore I was never going to do. Yeah. Um, I do have I do have respect for. Some of the scooters that came out of talent that made it. Now, what people... Oh, God. Scooter gang. Scooter gang. There's so many scooters, but you have to remember, it's so easy. Yeah. It's... Anyone can jump on a scooter and go. And then the older you get to, you realize it's like, fuck, if it's making them happy and it's, you know, they're doing something positive, you know, thou shall not judge or something like that. (laughs) And their money is green. Yeah, their money's green, exactly. 2008, when the market really slipped, that's when talent really sunk Mm -hmm. i did everything i could i ran camps i ran clinics i ran i tried to run a a scooter camp i had inline camp i had i tried everything i could to keep the dollars coming in that's around the time when i was um when i was helping you run the camps there i want to say it was because i had just moved back from california so yeah like 0809 into 2010 i think i put you in that orange scotch turret and it was yeah 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 it was great. It was cool, though. Yeah. But it was sad, and it was scary, and it was definitely wicked, intimidating for us. Like, how are we going to pull out yeah, because, of this? Because the bills don't change. No, and <laughs> yeah. actually, our landlord was really good to us at yeah. that point. Um, but people were coming in. It was a different world. The phones were really everywhere, and they mm-hmm. would come in. They'd ask for shoes. They'd scan the box. They'd see where they could buy it cheaper, and they were gone. Yeah. And then I started changing prices yeah, to match after everything. You, after you fit them after and spend I fit all them, this time. After yeah. I got their goggles set. After I got their snowboard set. After I got... Yeah. And then they'd walk. And it wouldn't even matter. You would do everything you could to try to keep them in. And I'll never forget the day I had a little buddy in camp. I 
think he had taken like four weeks of summer camp. I knew what he ate. I knew what he threw away out of his lunchbox. I knew who he hung out with. I knew everything about this kid. I was spending it. I was spending every day with him. Mm-hmm. And his dad came in during lunch and he hands me a pair of sneakers. Can you give these to little Timmy? And you're like, they just came in. These just came in the mail. And bullshit. I was just like. Yeah, you're spitting in my face, whether you know it or not. <laughs> it wasn't like... even spit. It was a full-on dagger, and yeah. he stabbed me with it, and then he rotated it like did, 15 did times. Did you say anything to him about I it? Did. I was so... You were just taken aback, probably. I looked at my shoe while going, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're like, dude, we, we sell those here. It hurt. That, yeah. that, was, that was the hardest thing as far as the demise of talent. Watching that happen was devastating yeah. it was because all of a sudden and you know when we have announced that we were closing people came from out of the woodwork i mean i hadn't seen these people in 15 years why are you closing well i mean come on buddy yeah. you used to be one of my biggest supporters and yeah. then you dropped off yeah, I think I think a lot of it too is like people don't realize. It's like it's more fucked up when they do, but it's like some people don't even realize the like one plus one equaling two type shit. You're exactly right. You know, it's like they're just oblivious, living in a little world of their own. But I mean, you guys held on for a while, and um, you know, she did the rebuild, and then at a certain point, because we talked on the phone a little bit about this the other night, you said, like, people were giving you grief when you were closing down, and people were, like, mad at you as if it was, like, a choice that you consciously made. You were like, no, this is, like, like I'm out of options type shit, right? I was working. I took another job mm-hmm. um, just to get insurance and cover the, my family because um, talent was sinking, and, you know, we were... Stop taking my paycheck out because the only place we could cut costs was employees, yeah. which meant we were working more hours. Um, Ada said you weren't old enough at that point to be working for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I took another job. I took two other jobs. I was teaching CPR and first aid. I was managing the um, Speedway, the go-kart place. Okay. Um, I was trying everything I could to keep talent going and it was it was kind of stupid yeah. and then the landlord came and said you guys have first dibs somebody else wants the spot but price is going up price is going up and it was we're going bankrupt which is crazy too because if you think about skateboards we're like $50 forever like since the beginning like, since the beginning like, forty nine ninety nine. Like, like, yep. like they stayed the same I think they just barely went up what like a year or two or a couple of years ago right yep. but like yep. But for 30 years, it's, like, the only thing. Like, what else? Like, period. What else right. didn't get more expensive? Right. And they didn't cost any less to make. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, they're still... Price is still there. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, so you guys decide you have to close down. And as sad as it was, that, end, that like, end of the first chapter, or I like to call it to Talent 1.2 or whatever, you know? <laughs> Whatever we can, yeah. uh, um, 
But, you know, there was, like, that spirit came back for the end, right? Where it was, like, oh everyone God. was there again. And it's, like, it's, you know, if only people had realized, like, it's one of those things, like, you never really know what you have until it's gone type shit, right? I knew. Yeah. I knew. I knew. Um, but, I mean, for, like, the Right, other for the outside people. You know, we ran these lock-ins, which I love so much, just locking all the kids inside the skate park um, at night. And my last lock-in we ran, I was like, screw it, we're closing. We usually let 50 people. I said 50 people max. I think we had like 120 yeah. people that night. Come on, come on. And the photos from that night are so, so, so funny with, you know, kid fell asleep and they stacked cookies this high on his head. <laughs> we were making... Um, Sundays at 2 o'clock in the morning. Everyone did Zumba with me. I had a video game going, Just Dance, and I, I have a video of two kids. I think they danced the entire night. They didn't even skateboard. We played um, dodgeball. Um, one little buddy was sleeping, and somebody wrote, Fuck butt on his white helmet. <laughs> oh, like man. a little, like a seven-year-old. And I was like, found it later, and I was it's mortified that his parents were going to see that somebody did this to his helmet. I remember, scrub, 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 scrub. I mean, there's so many funny things that are funny now. I mean, yeah. when we first opened, somebody took another kid's Osiris D D three, yeah. went into the bathroom and urinated in it. Yeah, the maze. I, I sort of remember the story. I don't know who did it, but I know yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know who did it. I know. I know who's who it was. I'm you're still like, friends with them on like, Facebook. You're like we have cameras. <laughs> I didn't have cameras. I had my brain. Like I just, there was so many little antics going on, and you know we ended up having to close the bathroom in the skate park because it was getting. Yeah, yeah. Destroyed. No paper, no toilet paper, no paper towels. There was nothing in there. We took the door off the toilet. Yeah, we yeah. had to make it like you could just stupid. you could just go in there to piss. You could just <laughs> go in there to piss. Women only in the in the shop. Yeah. I mean, it was complete and utter chaos, joy, paradise. But almost like as a skate park should be. <laughs> I think. Oh, absolutely. And I remember Harold Hunter came to Talent. It. I think it was. 2002, and Sean, Stem, and I, I brought Shawnee with me to go pick him up at the airport. Yeah, and Billy. No, he came alone once. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he came with Billy. That was awesome. But he came one time by himself, and Sean and I went to pick him up, and on, I can still see that Sean's face. That classic photo. Yeah. There's that classic photo of him and Sean. Uh, it's so good. Sean was... <laughs> enamored. Yeah. I remember him just watching Harold walk towards him. Yeah, because him. to have, like, another, like, you know, role model who was, like, a professional skater who was also black, and, like, obviously there wasn't a ton of them at the time, and, like, oh, uh, yeah, and, like, being East Coast, and, like, you know, I'd always show Sean, like, New York mixtape, and, like, you awesome. know, all that shit. So, yeah, he was so hyped. It was so awesome. We went out to dinner in Burlington. I think we went to the Red Square, and... People I'd never met before, they saw Harold, they went nuts. He was like yeah. that icon, Just he just looked. Yeah. And at that dinner, he said to me, you know, Hannah, you're going to lose some of your skate rats. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about, Harold? He's like, you watch. They're going to get their licenses. They're going to be driving. They're going to get into drugs. They're going to do... And I was like, shut up. Not you're these like, little kids. Yeah, not, um, not my crew. And then he yeah. died. Yeah. I was like so I was actually mad. with Harold in Miami like a week before he died because he was on uh, Miami Inc. Um, when he got the World Trade, like the uh, silhouette of him, okay. three, 360 flipping in front of the World Trade okay. Centers. And I like met up with him in Miami and I like went to Miami Inc. with him and was like there when they were filming the episode. We were out, out at the clubs and everything and 
he convinced me to spend my last money on uh, on alcohol for some chicks at the club. <laughs> told me he was going to pay for the cab back to South Beach, and we took get in the cab, and the guy's like, 40 bucks? He's like, you take Zoo York gear? <laughs> and the guy was so offended. <laughs> he ended up giving, like, he's like, just get out. Just get out. <laughs> oh, that's Harold. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so sad and devastating and crazy. That was a heartbreak for me, for yeah, sure. He was a wild was one. He yeah. was a wild one, but yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you know, obviously we've lost a lot of good ones through the years, so that's never, you know, it's never easy. It doesn't ever get any easier. Um, there was one kid, sorry to interrupt you, there was one kid at Talent, um, and... He was just a little bit, he be, you know, he, he, he was just a little bit different. He had his posse, but he was an easy target for bullies. And I kept an eye on him. I knew something had gone really bad with him, that he had been teased in a really gnarly way. Huh. Like something mimicked off of Jackass. Oh, and I knew that they had it on video. And I knew it sunk him, and I called his mom. I, I had no, no problem being the freaking blabbermouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could never get him back, and I, for years, tried to find him on different social medias. I could never find him. But he just wouldn't go back to talent because he was picked on. Or um, he came for the for many years after that, but then he just disappeared. Oh, okay. um, and then somebody was on your show recently. And I can't remember if it was Whitaker. I can't remember if it was Driscoll. I can't remember who it was, but they said his name, Egan McGuire. Oh, yeah. And then they said, rest in peace. And I was watching the show, and I freaking... Yeah, I think that was Whitaker. That was so sad. I knew he was going to... I knew he was going to commit suicide. Not that I have an eighth sense, but I kind of do about people, and I knew he was never going to heal from that. Hey, if you're struggling out there, reach Please. out, get help, because, you know, things change. And, like, I'm so glad. Fuck these bullies, too. It's like, who are these fools, you know? You know They're pay, there, pay for no, sure. Pay them no mind, no. It's like, you know. And, uh, and if, they've get, if they've gotten to you, speak up to somebody. Anyone at Talent is yeah. available at any time. It is so, mm-hmm. so important. Because, really, they're little small people. You know, I had another kid who had long hair. This was back when men having long hair was not cool. And he was also a little bit eccentric. And I had this other kid who kept calling him her, her, she, she. And I kept saying, anyways, I went out back to the camper room and I found this kid. The floor was cement in there. And he was slamming his head into the cement floor, bawling his guts out. So I called the mother of the bully. Yeah. Told her what happened, and then I kept my eye on that kid for years. Where actually he's doing great now, but a lot of kids I've lost through talent, and I've married more, and I've seen more babies born, and everybody's healthy. But there's those few that really touch your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at their social media after the fact, when you're not, when you're aware now that they're gone, you can read their messages and know that they're. They're in, they're spiraling. Yeah. Um, look out for your friends. Yeah. I don't know which camera to talk to, but look out for your friends. Yeah. And don't be afraid to call. And don't be a fucking bully. 
And don't be a Nobody bully. Nobody likes bullies, bro. And how did you get so perfect? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, seriously. Yeah. It is, it is definitely, and we're just one little fraction. I mean, it happens in football, it happens in basketball, yeah. happens. But in the skateboard industry, I have always, always been in blabbermouth about how respectful skaters are to each other, whether you're the best, whether you're the worst, whether you're old, whether you're young. Yeah, you skate. We, you speak the same language, yeah, as Paul yeah. Rodriguez said. Yeah. We speak the same language. It's skateboarding. And like you said, you touched on the fact that it's like these bullies are like, they're they're just small. They're people who are having their own issues internally and are just projecting, right? But And they don't realize that what they're doing is literally killing that other person. Yeah. Because yeah. it hurts. It hurts that hard. It yeah. does. Well, let's, let's pivot for a second here. Yeah. So, you know, so now you close talent. And what, maybe like a year goes by or something? Not even. Not even. I closed talent August 5th, 2018. Second worst day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, October 17th being, well, I say it's the worst, but it actually changed my whole life. So yeah. I embrace it now. But closing talent was yeah. horrible. I went to bed August 5th, 2018. Um, November of 2018, I got a call. Come to a meeting. I said, I'm broke. I like, I... No. Yeah, I finally just come to terms right. with the fact that I'm like, you know. They're like, just come. And I went and it was at the Burlington Surf Club. And it was all these parents of kids who grew up at Talent. And they went around the circle and they all told their story about how Talent saved their kid, changed their kid, uh, blossomed their kid, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, they're basically talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, let us reopen you as a nonprofit. We'll be your board of directors. You'll be the executive director. Yeah. We'll help you. And I was like, let's do it. Yeah. And it wasn't so, even. And so that's like, that process is like what you have to establish a 501c3, right? Yep. And then, so yeah, how does, like, just kind of long story short, what is that process like to actually become a nonprofit? It depends on how lucky you are. For me, I was lucky because one of those parents at that meeting was a lawyer. Okay. And her son took one week of talent skateboard camp and she saw the change in him so drastically and his confidence is she said I'll do it for free oh sweet so I sat with her for hours and hours and filled out a gazillion um paperwork I was lucky because the state already knew me as a for-profit yeah um they knew my history they knew my track record and they know that you're able to you know run a business and you yep. know the nuts and bolts of it so. and I was able to with all my camps and clinics and all that stuff show what the giving part of yeah yeah the, I mean I was already like a nonprofit yeah they can they can see the community benefit right? so we were a nonprofit by November twenty second of twenty eighteen I went out of business August fifth by November twenty second I have the paperwork stamped that might be the quickest ever quickest <laughs> that ever. might be the quickest ever to it go from like closing a business to being an official nonprofit yep so you uh, and when, we decided to keep the name. Yeah, and how did, um, when you're looking for a space where you, like, because I know, I, I sort of remember you talking to me about it at the time, but, like, how did that all come about? Like, you just, you were thinking Burton, or did someone drop that in your hand? Yes. Right. I went and looked at a spot in Winooski. I mean, I looked at so many spots over at Ethan Allen. Well, I remember we went and looked at the one in Williston. In Williston. Yeah, kind of close to where the old talent was, right? Yep, yep. I went uh, by on industrial. I yeah. went there. I went. I mean, I was going everywhere. You know, there was places in Milton. It was too far. I still wanted to be 
in Chittenden County. Mm -hmm. My big drive was being able to be close to Spectrum Youth Services, the Boys and Girls Club, Howard Center. Um, who's the other one I'm forgetting right now? Shout out to all those businesses that Maybe do like Lund or something. unbelievable work for the local community. Yeah. Um, and then I actually got a call from Burton. They called me. Oh. A bunch of our employees want an, um, want to see if you'd be interested in moving to our... We have a space. We've never had um, a, a, a tenant before. Come look at the space. Mm -hmm. So I went. And I sat in that room. And I could feel it. And it felt good. The wheels start turning. The wheels start turning. <laughs> and at the time, here's where it all comes together. Higher Ground's moving into that location, too. Maybe. And we already, right, <laughs> and we already were with Higher Ground at one other point when we first started. And yep. it was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. We're going to have Higher Ground. We're going to have us, the Mad Taco. Um, um, there was someone else. It looks like Yule Bar. It looks like it's still possible, but it's not. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. they're, it's they're moving. fighting. It's yeah. still moving. It's not dead in the water the, like the a lot of people neighbor, think. Neighbors aren't too happy about it. They're but, not. And you know what? It's like, you don't own the whole shit. Like, you own and your house. And if you have that much money, <laughs> yeah. you can live anywhere. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was so exciting. And we were all working together. And I loved the parties that came together. It was the, the, the guys from Mad Taco are wonderful people yeah. and higher yeah. ground. Those... We work pretty close with them because I'm up at the Essex. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are so good yeah. and their business is good. And it all was going to be like a destination. And for me, it was going to be the Disney World of Burlington. Yeah. Because it was going to have the skate park, but you could also go get a, a taco and you could have a beer. And then later after you're done, you could go see a show. Yeah. And we were going to work great together. And then... Talent opened. We signed on the dotted line. Here we go. We did the build out. I opened for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 2020. Had a full clinic. It was alive. It was awesome. Yeah. The lines were back. I was seeing all these people who I loved so much. Um, I ran February break camps and clinics. Mm -hmm. All the kids came in. It was, you know, let's go skateboarding. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And then I shut the doors. Yeah, and it was so it was just so scary for people to know like how to operate because you're being told one thing from one angle, and you're hearing about people that get it and are fine. You know, we don't have to get too into it, but yeah, it's like one of those things as a business owner and as someone who's trying to like protect your community, I can understand kind of both sides of it. Um, cause, but fortunately, that being that you're a nonprofit, right, you kind of were able to do that. Whereas if it was back when you you know, when you were owning it or whatever. So it was state regulated that everyone closed down. Okay. Um, I closed down for three months. I, in the documentary coming out on the 21st, you will see me selling stuff to people online and then leaving it on the grass in a plastic bag and then the person coming to pick it up, spraying it. I mean, this is the world we were in. This yeah. is real life. Spraying it with Lysol, waiting a few minutes, putting on their gloves, picking up the skateboard and bearings, putting it in the trunk. I mean, it was it was absolutely bizarre. I'm driving around Chittenden County, dropping packages off, not at people's front door, but on the it's front like line. Paper right, 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 right. On the porch, like taking pictures so that, God forbid, if somebody steals it, I can prove that I actually dropped it off. Yeah. It was the craziest. I mean, you felt like you were on acid and just on a really bad trip. Like, this is mayhem. Um, I recently saw on Facebook somebody 
called me a effing Nazi for following the yeah, you were, bullshit. They were, manda- that, they were mandated, right? Like it was mandated. To, yeah. I'm a nonprofit. Yeah. And by the way, what you don't know is a 20-something. I have little kids who can come here from foster care whose parents are cancer positive and have no immune yeah, there's system. Always, there's and, always more than meets the eye. You know what? You yeah. need to shut your mouth and yeah. back off because I'm going to do what's best for my community yeah. like I always have since you started coming day one. Mm-hmm. Just don't. It was really, that was really, well, it's really like hard. like we said before, there's always going to be some haters and you know, wow. you, can't, you can't appease everyone. So, yeah. But know. they get me. They yeah. get me. So that one got me. I yeah. just started to twinge and, there. And part they of that's me. just because you're, you know, just you're such a passionate person that it's Wicked. like you take everything to heart and it's like it's good that's a good thing but also sometimes you got to realize like you you can't control how everyone's going to act like some people are just going to be fucks right (laughs) like there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it there unfortunately in this world there are a lot of good people but there's some fucks out there too so i usually try to figure out where it's coming from like what happened to you so bad in your life that made you so angry and why do you think you're so entitled to everything and there's definitely a lot of that i think from that one girl at burlington skate camp back in the day who taught me that lesson there's a story 90 percent of the time you feel like a responsibility to it I, I do, and I I really do want to find out where your story is coming from because I have stories too yeah. um, that make me who I am. So if we can find that out about each other and love that about each other, god damn, yeah. how fun. And actually, we're probably connected in more ways than you yeah. even think. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, you touched on the talent documentary. So the 21st at Talent... Um, it's going to be a skate contest, um, the first ever full-length talent documentary. It's 28 minutes long. Okay, and sorry, the, his name's spacing me. What's Kevin it? Barry. Kevin, that's right. Um, Kevin Barry produced the film. So yeah, why don't you run down some details of that whole day and... I'm yeah. so excited because it's been a long, you, uh, a I long just minute. See it in you. I know <laughs> like because a little kid, ooh, on, a little kid on Hanukkah. It's gonna be woo <laughs> on Hanukkah. <laughs> Which night? It's crazy. Um, it's gonna be the first time that we've all come together since COVID, and I want to do a family photo, which I think you're taking, and you are the DJ. I mean the MC. I don't know yeah. if you know that. Yeah. Trav. Yeah. MC Travis Card in the house. I sort of figured. Yeah. I want his hat to the side a little bit. Um, it's gonna be january 21st it's a saturday we're gonna kick off the morning with the little buddies um and they're gonna have their contest first i want to get them in and done all before noon with awards and everything because parents don't want to sit there all day and it's skateboarding so i have to be very mindful of that yeah totally then catch the photo and then it can kind of transform and then we'll do the first showing of the documentary an early showing we'll have ben and jerry's is going to be there with free ice cream we're gonna um i think we're having leonardo's do the pizza so it's just going to be a get together a a lot of artists are donating their art yeah we're going to sell it at that um, event and all the money is going to go to talent. So it's so incredible because people will be hanging art of a local person yeah. in their house and they're benefiting the skate park. It's really a win-win. Yeah, totally. Um, 
We'll have a 50-50 raffle, which everybody loves. Justin yeah. Kelly, props to Justin. He's running out with his son, Liam. Right. I, I see them at some uh, higher ground shows. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll break into the older divisions. We'll probably do some, you know, best flat ground trick and something over the, the stairs in the back plaza area. Mm-hmm. Um, cash purse for that older older generation show up bring your skills boom and then we'll do we're trying to get somebody with a liquor license right now so we can do adult beverages later in the evening i can probably help you with that really aquavite is going to be sponsoring it they have a hard kombucha too that i really love okay um but we'll have their kombucha for the younger kids and some other um things going on we're still working out some of the little pieces but it's going to be awesome yeah family photo 1.30. I'm hoping 1.30 family photo. I want everyone there. Don't be, don't be running in like Colin Hale five minutes later. We're <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> all sitting there like arms around each other. Like Colin's pulling in. <laughs> that that happened at your... Yeah, at the that was, premiere. That was yeah. so funny. Like, we're not taking the photo without Colin. <laughs> That's right. That was so funny, old Colin. Yeah, mm. yeah he, no, I love he's him. He's the man. Uh, he is the man. Yeah, him and Amy. You know, people ask me sometimes why I... Why does talent, why does Hannah focus so much on Jordan and Cookie? Um, And I'm just thinking about trying to get them home for this event. I need them in that picture. Um, I'm working on it. I've already (laughs) spoken to both of them and their parents. But anyways, um, why? They never forgot talent. In all their stardom, in all their thrasher and their magazines and all their videos, when they mention their sponsors, they always mention talent. When they're back in Vermont, they always stop at talent. Yeah, and they fully came up in talent. Like, you know, our, like my generation, we're a little older. Like, sure, we definitely were there all the time. But we had, like, a whole nother, like, life before there even was talent. You know? Right. Like, whereas Absolutely. they, like, they grew up in talent. Like, they were basically born there. You know? Right. And they were there all the time. Yeah. But they didn't forget us. It's yeah. really easy to move on, move out to L.A. and forget their little... St- you know, stupid. That's one thing I've always said about Cookie, especially, is he's just so true to his roots, you know, and like transcending even skateboarding. Like, you know, we were out at Three Needs I don't know, a year or two ago. He saw a kid he went to like first grade with, and like, you know, the kid didn't skate or anything, but he's just like sat down and just chopped it up with him for like an hour, you know, like just because. Yeah, and just a real genuine dude. He is know? a genuine dude, and he remembers everything yeah. in that regard. He is the best networker because. He he really does hold on. When you do something special for him, no matter how small it is, yeah. you're going to get the, the throwback somewhere in his life. For me, he comes home in the summer. He'll go out back. He'll grab a rental helmet, as nasty as they are. <laughs> he'll so throw nasty. it on his head, <laughs> and he'll jump in and start teaching camp. Even now. Yeah. Like, he just gets it. And... For me, that's priceless. Yeah, totally. How can I not be their biggest fan? Yeah, How totally. can I not? Like, I watch these boys grow up. I love them. I love them so much. Yep. Um, but I think they love me, too. Oh, yeah. You know they do. And I get the, the thank you. I mean, the happy birthday is on my birthday and happy Mother's Day on my on Mother's Day. Yep. And I really appreciate that. They know how I hard I, I work to keep talent going. Absolutely. So shout out to those yeah those yeah thank you and so yeah just on a little different note so you also started doing zumba at one point right <laughs> i feel like it, i feel like i'd be remiss if i didn't throw that <laughs> yeah, in here okay. somewhere no, um, so and he started like instructing zumba and like hanging out with all the other hot moms and everything so 
What up? <laughs> yeah, what's up with all that? Zumba. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck Zumba, Zumba is. Zumba! <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> what is it? It's, uh, a, it's, it's like, like dance aerobics, kind of? Yeah, it's okay. a fitness class um, that's all dance, and it has to be 70% international music. So you're doing okay. salsa, merengue, cumbia. You can do it. We do a little <laughs> cha-cha. Um, 30% can be your own music that okay. you want to bring in, which I usually use. For my, cl- you know, my cool down with a little stick figure, um, <laughs> some reggae beats or whatever. Love it. Yeah, so you're an instructor, right? Yeah, I okay. got my license in February of 2011. I've been teaching ever since. Right. It is, you know, talent was all at the time when we opened, and this is no disrespect, but there just wasn't a lot of girls, yeah. and there wasn't a lot of you women. You had, like, Jill. I had Jill. <laughs> I had a girl named Ilana Miller. Yeah, little I had later, a, Ariel. Sophia Steinhoff was big in the yeah. beginning. Ariel Carter. Um, there was these two twins, and I'm forgetting oh, yeah. their name. Yep. I was thinking about them this morning, but I can't yeah, remember their names. Girls. Yep, oh. long hair. Yeah. Um, I think I taught their camp, actually. You might have. Yeah. They were real good, too. There weren't a lot of girls. I didn't yeah. alienate them. I feel like it's like the last couple of years, though, the like year of the skate girl is just blown. The Boom! Up. Yeah, it's when like, we <laughs> opened at the New Talent, I had a summer camp with more girls than boys. Yeah. First time ever in the history. It was yeah. unbelievable. And they are coming out in droves. Yeah, which at is the, cool. Yeah, at the old park I ran, girls only skate camp, there'd be like eight. Mm-hmm. I'd have 45 in a regular yeah, camp. I imagine that, especially like, it could be intimidating, like in general, just learning and then never mind being the only like one girl or two girls. With oh, Emily girls. Brooks. Oh, oh my Emily. God, yeah. shout out Emily. Yeah, Emily. How do I forget? get you for a second Emily Brooks changed the game for girls oh and Anastasia but Emily Brooks came in there as a very very shy very intimidated girl and I gave her enough of a push to get her butt in there and now she's like the director at Woodward in uh, yeah, Pennsylvania, say, she ended up work- women's she director. She ended up working for you guys and all that. She worked for talent. And shout out Anastasia, because Anastasia was nasty. Like, she'd she be was. doing switch hard flips, and like, oh, Anastasia was like one of the only chicks that I've ever lost to in a game of skate. I believe it. She <laughs> yeah. was, uh, yeah, most boys did. You're <laughs> just one that would actually admit it. Yeah. Props no. to you. <laughs> no, I, I, I have no problem admitting that. Anastasia's yeah. my G, for sure. She, she is amazing. Yeah, you know, actually, when I was out yeah. in Cali, we hung out a you little bit. You saw her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is a while ago, but yeah. I haven't seen her in years. I would love to see her. Yep. Shout um, out. What were we talking about? Girls Skate Camp? Oh, just the industry changing yep. with more girls coming on board. And, um, you know, I ran the Girls Skate Camps. I ran Mom's Night. I ran three Mom's Night. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I stopped at three. Guess why? <laughs> they had too many busts in their ass. I had three nights of Mom's Night and three ambulance calls. Well, I was going to gonna say. I'm not surprised. I had a broken ankle. I had a broken arm. And then I had a mom. Super tall, beautiful, long blonde hair. These women forgot that the, what the age they were and they thought they were their kids. She came up and the board came back and it freaking sliced her face uh, open. And she was gushing blood. I mean, it's skateboarding's not for everyone. Like, you know, you can be a part of it. I'm not trying to deter anyone. One, but like you're, if you're not ready to eat some shit, it's not for you. <laughs> like you're gonna, it, nobody who skateboards doesn't get oh, hurt. Oh, Zumba, sometimes. that's what we were talking yeah. about. Zumba. So, yeah. anyways, I needed more. I needed a little bit of a different outlet. I did, yeah. and Zumba. Um, what it did for me with my brain injury was 
made me memorize the beats of music. And not only did I have to memorize the beats of the music and the moves that went to that part of the music, but I had to teach it to you while I was memorizing it. And what it did for my brain, you can't understand unless you've had a a traumatic brain injury, which I don't wish on my worst enemies. And right now, Trav, if you said, million bucks, Hannah, million dollars cash, all you have to do is go hit your head. Yeah, I tell no. you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. I wouldn't hit my head for anything yeah, ever and never again. Well, I know my, my ex had a TBI too, and you, you met her through you know all the work that you did with the um, Brain Foundation and all that, which yeah. is another thing I was going to get into. Um, so, you know, Kevin Pierce, who is you know professional snowboarder who had a really bad brain injury, at some point you started working with him and the foundation, right? Yeah. So what was that all about? Um, it was called Love Your. It's called Love Your Brain. They're still going. Yeah. Um, I kind of stepped out of it, um, because I could do. I was doing more stuff just one to one, which is what I, which is where I really. Um, that's my where I excel, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did learn through that, though. What I saw through that, though, was when I meet people. I I was the. Um, keynote speaker for Brain Injury Association um, of Vermont's annual conference. I think I had like 400 people there and I spoke for an hour and 15 minutes. Whenever I see somebody who had a brain injury from that event, they look at me differently than they look at you Mm -hmm. because there's some connection with brain injury that you can't explain. Yeah, yeah. I remember Um, Christy telling me, my ex so dear to my heart um telling me all about you know, like having to relearn how to tie your shoe and like even walking and talk yeah just like literally relearning all these just basic human skills as an adult as if you were like a, an infant yeah so everyone's a little bit different on how they come back from theirs and what their recovery looks like mm-hmm. and how they heal every that's everyone's first question how long did it take you to heal from your tbi and I say the same thing. Still, still healing. <laughs> yeah, and you don't really... It's not like a broken arm that can grow back stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a brain. Yeah. And it's weird, and it's different. And am I different now than I was October 16, 2001? Yeah, a little spunkier. I have no <laughs> You've always had flavor, but, but a little spunkier. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember But your what, voice came back quite a bit. A little bit. I did have... Damn, that's gangster. I had a... They slit me open here. That's Doug. And he put in an implant to try and make your vocal cords do this. I don't know if this should be on here, but the vocal cords do this. And my left side, here's my tenacity. Ready? Mm-hmm. I was intubated, so I had a tube. Mm-hmm. They strapped me down in my bed so I couldn't touch the tube. Mm-hmm. I fucking yanked that tube out. They put another one in. I yanked it out. They put another one in. I yanked it out. My mom said I was a circus contortionist, the way I was able to bend my body to, to get that get tube it. and yank it out. So I paralyzed my left vocal cord. By pulling it out? Yep. So your vocal cords should do this, and they touch at some point to keep the air from coming in and out. Yeah. Mine does this. So I went to the doctor because I couldn't stand listening to myself anymore because it's a different voice, and it reminded me of my brain injury, and I have to get rid of this voice, and oh, my God. Um, And he's like, like, it's easy. All we have to do is get in there. We'll put an implant in. Yeah, they, like, force it out, And force it to be further apart, and then they'll touch. And I was like, let's do it. So he slit my throat open, went in there, 
added a piece of uh, this material in between the vocal cord, pushed it over. Grip tape. Right. <laughs> and then sent me to voice therapy for about six months. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. There, no return. It was worse. Really? It was worse. So do you think just over time it's got better? Cause you're no. Definitely... I said, what the hell? I went back to him. I'm like, this is, it's terrible. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, send me to Boston. I went to Boston and I met with Dr. Franco. He was Julie Andrews. Um, he did her surgery, and he injected me with the stuff that they do for Botox. Okay. So it would inflate, and then it would, and I had to record my voice. And then I went back, and there was no difference. Huh. And he said, he brought in his team, pulled out my tongue, stuck the camera down, and realized that my vocal cords aren't on the same plane anymore. So they're supposed to do this, mine were supposed to do this, but they're like this. Huh. So now the air has to go all the way around. It's actually worse now than it was before, but it is a muscle, so it gets stronger. Yeah, yeah, you just keep talking. But I just don't. You, yeah, I was going to say. But that is, that is a TBI thing, too. We don't shut the hell up. you got to say, zoop. Yeah, it's, it's um, good, though. It's anyways, good. that is my story with TBI. Yeah. I don't remember where we were at. But. Well, I'm just, I was just going to say I'm so glad that you're okay, and I'm proud of you for everything you've done, and thank you for everything you've done for us mm -hmm. over the years. And I love know, my role in this know, community. You know, I value you. We're fam. You we know are. Forever. G. <laughs> G fam. Exactly. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty funny too. Like even talking to you last night, you're like, what do I wear? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Just wear it. Shh, don't tell people I am. But it is good that we're twinsies. Yeah, like, and you're know. wearing a tipsy pickle. Yeah, shout out to Shout tipsy out tippy, pickle. tipsy pickle. And also I'm a mad pickleball player now. Look oh, out with right. my paddle. Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say, you, yeah, because we were at, we had a little OG session the other night, and you came in all hot off the press because you had just got done playing pickleball. And I was like, did you win? You're like every fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I love it. I do. I love it. I, I after my brain injury, you know, I didn't snowboard for five years after mm -hmm. I had been snowboarding my whole life. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get back on a skateboard. I didn't want to ride my bike. It was. What some people struggle with, like I said, everybody's different. For me, it was fear. I was mm -hmm. afraid of, don't touch my head, don't get near my head, don't, I, I can't hit my head, I can't hit my head. It definitely rewired that. Then I got back on my snowboard. Then I started teaching Zumba. Start getting your bearings. And then yeah. you feel like, wait a second. You know, I turned 50 in December, and everyone's like, ooh. 50 oh and i'm like are you kidding me i made it to yeah, 50 let's celebrate like what's the alternative yeah death yeah you're let's go it. you're crushing it yeah it's good i love yeah. i love being alive i love talent skate park i love the g fam i love what we've made together yeah, it's special out here it really God is we have, is we have this uh I always, I always say this, it's so redundant, but it's like six degrees of separation here is really one. It's like, you know, we're all one one squad. We don't really have, like, subdivisions. Like, sure, there might be people you don't hit up as much or whatever, but, like, when you see them, it's like, boom, what up? Like, <laughs> instant, you know? And that's, you know, that's our, that's our vibe out here. Um, well, I'm going to take this chance right quick to just tell everyone you can always donate to talent. Um, hit them up. I'm sure there's, we can put links to any of that. Come through on the 21st. 
If you've got art, drop it off. Yes, drop off artwork um, and subscribe to this channel, please, so we can hopefully one day make a, make a couple bucks off it. <laughs> I want to give shout-outs to Anders and Aiden Moline, two of my first. Um, Danny Hopkins, who captured everything from day one along with you, Travis. Um, I feel like there's so many people, and I'm going to forget everyone. Oh, yeah. Ebchuk and um, all the people that helped rebuild talent, Burton Snowboards for being good landlords and not being mad at me when I send my rent check in <laughs> a couple days late. Shout out Jake and Donna, RIP. I know. Yeah. And to my fallen soldiers, especially Andy William. Yeah. Hey, dog. My son that wasn't my son, but I loved him, still do, as if he were Sean Stem, forever in my heart. Stem butters. Always. And, you know, I had to make a right to get here on Bear Street, and it was mm -hmm. just such a funny feeling in my heart, like, turning on to Bear Street, so shout out, Dave. Yeah, you little fucker. And I can't forget Phil LaFromboise mm -hmm. and Sam LaFromboise, who were... Two of my first inline skaters. Roller dad and son. Roller dad, weird beard, <laughs> whatever you call them. They were they were constants at yep. Talent back in the day. Yep. Eric Provost that we just lost. Um, shout out to him. Um, I have a whole list. There's so many. Sam. Dill. Oh, Sam Cohn was a big one. I actually named my daughter after Sam. He was a regular at Talent. Senya meaning dawn, new day. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, named after Sam Cohn. Um, Dill, um, he passed away um, a lot. I have yeah. a whole list in my pocket, but I'm, I don't think I need to get, no. pull it out. I just need them. I need you to know that those of you that are here, I love so much, but yes. I haven't forgotten any of those that we've lost either. Absolutely. And hey, tell your friends you love them. Every you day. You never know. You never know. You know, no, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, but also just be good to people. You know what I mean? Um, I'm so happy you came on the show, I'm so and happy we to hope be you here. come back again because we need re returning guests, and we're just scratching the surface. You know what I mean? I'll be on your entrepreneurship one Yes, day, so yes, from entrepreneurs for sure. Yes. Film an episode over at Talent. That'd be fun. I'd love that. Um, so we'll see you all on the 21st at Talent. And this has been a one of a kind guest, Miss Hannah Dean Wood, formerly known as Miss Colchester. That's the G. Love you. I love you too. We out. Yeah, I don't think we forgot anybody, did we? Oh, shit! <laughs> I forgot Marshall Heath. Oh, and Marshall. a big shout out to Marshall because he really, really turned himself. Oh, yeah. And he came back and, he, oh my gosh. He's on fire. I saw him at A Bear's um, service. Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize him. He's on fire. He's a dad. He's married. He's, he's so handsome. He's got a tech deck. He's, he's got a tech deck. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Marshall. Yeah. I'm so proud, that's, Marshall that's Lee. My, and Cody Hale, idea. too. I haven't seen you in years, but I love you so much. John Haro, who used to work for me, I love you, too. Yeah. Um, I guess we may have forgot a couple people. We did. I, I could go on for hours, but... Um, Shout out, Woodsy. <laughs> Sean might punch me in the head in a minute here. But I dabble, uh, Jordan. I'm really proud of I dabble too. You're doing. You dabble a little here. You dabble a little there. I dabble. You're doing a great job. I'm super proud of you. And Ren. 
right. On, on the real on though. Real on the real. Oh, Whitaker, I love you, Chris. <laughs> These shadows will go forever. Driscoll, so. Driscoll, I fired you more than anyone I've ever fired in my life, and rehired you again because, goddamn it, you were worth it. Yeah. Uh, love you, my little sunshine. To tune in next week, we'll still be giving shout-outs from this week, but on the real though, we're out. Peace. <laughs> I forgot Justin Rich. Justin Rich. Jay Rich. I love you to my heart and soul. Even though you sold that cheeseburger from Bolton Valley many, many moons ago, I still love you, Jay Rich, like you were my own. G-Fam. G-Fam. We out. Sorry, Jay Rich. Gotcha. <laughs>